Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! Bicycles, tricycles, ice cream, candy, lollipops, popsicles, licorice sticks, Solomon, brandy, raggedy, Andy, Tweedledum and Tweedledee, home free. This week, an alternate universe Bruce Wayne, porn in the woods, beer koozies, and much more. Let's go. Welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, on this week's program, we are uh, live. Where are we live from again? Uh, it's either Casino or Oh, yeah, or casino. casino. We're live in a casino. I looked around. I saw the flashing lights, and I just got confused. I, thought, I feel lucky. I thought <laughs> wait, maybe we were in a discotheque or something. That's why I have this watered-down gin and tonic. Yeah, exactly. We're live inside of a discotheque. Wait, no, a casino. casino. Uh, with us, Stephen Brophy and Bucky Sinister. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the program. Uh, both uh, longtime friends of the Sound of Young, Young America, MaximumFun.org. Uh, Bucky has a brand new book out, which is called All Blacked Out and Nowhere to Go, which is a history of his life in punk rock through the medium of verse. <laughs> um, wow. Stephen, uh, Stephen now, uh, besides being a comedy performer and writer more generally, is a member of the Bruce McCullough Project, which is a uh, live stage sketch comedy uh, show featuring and uh, written in large part by uh, Bruce McCullough, who you may know from uh, the movie Dog Park. <laughs> um, gentlemen, welcome to welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, yeah, I would like to say hello first of all to the uh, Max Fun Baseball League. Yes, Bucking is a member of the Maximum yes, Fun Fantasy in, Baseball uh, League. Yeah. You've been an act. In fact, you've been generally you've been trying to be an a- an active participant in the extended family of MaximumFun.org. Right. I, you know, I'm just trying to be more awesome, Jesse. That's, oh, that's good. You know, that's what I, I like I to hear. Like, you know, there's there's only a few ways to go about that, and this is one direct way. Bucky know. has the patter down. Stephen, do you have anything you'd like to add about the new sincerity or being more awesome? Not really. No. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know, I, I even thought that you know maybe we could bring in this whole idea of. Uh, of having a, a oh, new, did you think you, we could bring something in? Yeah, yeah. Did, I did. you think that you do you think did you think we we brought you on our show so that you could add to our mythos? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> God, I <laughs> hope not. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought you know maybe we could add some of the banter into like greetings and stuff. Like you know, instead of saying, "Hey, how's it going?" Be like, uh, you know, just you know, like, "Hey, uh, be more awesome." What about just awesome? awesome. Just awesome. awesome. Say, hey, awesome. Hey, hey, Jordan, awesome. We shook hands. We shook hands. Just so we, you can't see that on the radio, but we shook hands when we said that. What do you think and of that, awesome. Stephen? It was awesome. Well, it was awesome. Yeah, right, exactly. Oh, it was really awesome. Speaking of awesome, uh, it was very sincere. Our high five contest just ended. Uh, for those who don't remember, this was a contest which we talked about almost every week. And how do you not remember it? Uh, in which we asked listeners to go out into the world and take photographs of themselves high fiving each other. Okay. Um, we just tabulated the votes, and by tabulated the votes, I mean asked people to tell me how many points they got, because I wasn't going to count all those flipping high fives. Uh, honor system. Yeah. Our winner with 143 points is Tony from Chico, California. Wow. Congratulations to Tony. Uh, 
I don't remember if Tony is a boy or a girl. I think Tony is a girl, if I remember correctly. T-O-N-I. So that would suggest that Tony is a girl. Yeah. I think Tony is a girl. Oh, oh, Tony was the one who had the kind of uh, last-ditch kind of... She's kind of the Cinderella story of she the She is uh, the Cinderella story. Contest. I remember this now. There was, there was a strong lead on the part of Ed from Lawrence, Kansas, who ended up finishing second. And uh, Jamie from Great Barrington, Massachusetts, who was also doing exceptionally well with a lot of... Jamie actually had probably maybe the nicest photographs. She, yeah, good composition. She, I think a she, I yeah, think Jamie is a she, good. had nice uh, photographs of high fives. But yeah, last minute, I mean, you were, you were kind of keeping track of it there in the last days, and there was sort of a whoosh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, and the two people you mentioned were the kind of the clear leaders, and it was, you know, we all thought it was just going to be between these two, but then out of nowhere, I mean, kind of generally the, the, the trend in this thing had been people... Um, you know, people posting a couple a day, you know, um, you know, and they'd have two or three new ones at once. But but uh, but Tony, who I think was using the name TNG, yeah, I think I so. Believe, that sounds right. Yeah. Just uh, just one day, you know, a newcomer to the contest, you know, kind of the dark horse, the James K. Polk of this competition. I think uh-huh. <laughs> um, just comes out of the <laughs> yeah, just comes out of the gate. Uh, I mean, with like. Something like thirty in one day. It was really, really dramatic. I was like, "Wow!" Were they all from the same place. Or like, uh, I mean, same they, roll of film. They looked the like same digital camera. Yeah, yeah. They looked like they had been. You know, she had clearly dedicated a day to this. And yeah, they were, and, and there looks like there's a, a a boyfriend is prominently featured in this. It looks like she roped her boyfriend into going out and doing this. And to was be my guess. And to be clear, um, what's required in this situation, uh, Stephen, is. You couldn't just take a hundred pictures of the same people high fiving in the same place. That would be cheating. (laughs) Any any photographs with the same people in the same place were disqualified. So it had to be substantially different people in a substantially different place. That was the requirement. So were any international? uh, We had some some from Japan. Yeah, we had we had one from Beijing, China, actually, that I noticed on the thing. And uh, speaking of uh, China, we had one with basketball great Yao Ming. That uh, Embiggen sent in. I don't yeah. know what Embiggen's real name is, but Embiggen sent us an email that said, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was Embiggen. If I'm wrong, sorry, Embiggen, and sorry, the guy <laughs> who actually yeah, <laughs> um, sent me an email. So I'm going and I'm to. I'm sure a, sh- uh, you'll find some way to spin it to where I was the one who was wrong about that. Well, the segment is called Things Jordan Got Wrong. It's not called Things Jesse oh, yeah. Got Wrong. That's true. Um, so Embiggen sent me an email and said, uh, Well, I'm going to a party with some of the Houston. Houston Rockets, uh, which, which Houston Rocket would you like me to take a picture of? To which I said, uh, <laughs> like, why would you even have to send an email to ask that question? <laughs> like, is the answer not so astonishingly self-evident? Like, maybe if Clyde Drexler was still on the Houston Rockets, <laughs> it would be a contest between Clyde, Clyde the Glide. And uh, and Chinese Superman Yao Ming. <laughs> yeah, it's like saying I'm going to Hulk Hogan's house. Which member of Hulk Hogan's family should I high five? Yeah, <laughs> and it is of course Brooke Hogan. Yeah, Brooke Did Hogan. Did anyone try to the... cancel it out by like getting a getting a high five with like you know Muggsy Bogues or anything like that? That would to... have been spectacular. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. It just have? Like, I'm gonna go short. I would have even settled. <laughs> I would have even settled for Spud, Spud. Webb. It didn't yeah. even have to be Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> Spud Webb would have been fine. Did you know that? Um, 
Did you know that Muggsy Bogues and uh, what's his name? I almost said Yinkadare. Minute Bowl. Mm-hmm. Muggsy Bogues and Minute Bowl were on the same team? Yeah, I think they're in Providence, right? Like, I, in I Rhode couldn't Island, even like believe. Division no, three? No, they were in a, action. When I'm talking about a professional basketball team, Bucky, oh. I'm not talking about Division three Providence b- basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that you just like made up. really tiny team. They don't even play. <laughs> Google it, man. It was in the 80s. You wouldn't know. <laughs> I saw, the year you were born, Jesse. I yeah. think it was the year Bowl was drafted, I want to say, that that they played on the same team. That's amazing to me. And that team, like somebody should just find out whoever the general manager of that team was and just write him a check for 100 bucks. You know what I mean? Just like, here's a hundy, you know? Great work. You've really done a lot for our country. And this is all you deserve. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I don't want to go overboard. I don't want to say they deserve $1,000. I don't have $1,000 to give away on <laughs> bullshit like this. <laughs> yeah. But you're not writing the check That's for the hundred either, are you? No, I've got someone else writing the check for the hundred. That's true, Stephen. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> racking me over the coals. So you might as well go for it if you're going to do that. I should say our high, <laughs> our high five contest, we got over 300 high fives. Uh, I want to say almost 400 high fives. Lots of particularly amazing high fives. We got a lot of really cool Photoshop high fives. A guy called like Mr. Bitsy or something. I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember what that person's name was. But that person. Oh, hot cross buns. Oh yes, hot cross buns. <laughs> Made a couple of really good ones, including one where uh, I'm using the power of high fives and the force to uh, destroy Darth Vader or something. Is that? Is that? You remember I that don't one, know, Jordan? I, just, I mean, okay. there there is one where Jesse is high fiving. Uh, Luke Skywalker, he, he photoshopped Jesse high in that scene from The Empire Strikes Back where Luke gets his hand cut off. Yeah, they high five Jesse into that, so the hand is high fiving Jesse as it gets cut <laughs> off. Oh, that's awesome! That was my, I, that, I think that was my favorite. Do those count? Do the Photoshop ones count? Yes, Photoshop. yeah, Photoshop ones oh, counted. Wow. What we asked is, you know, obviously the spirit of the contest is to get people engaged in their, you know, communities. Right. You know what I mean? It's sort of like a. It's like it's sort like of like or interacting. It's with like the a fun run. Yeah, yeah, it's like a fun run, or 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 a you know like the kind of thing you know where they have that bulletin board at the back of the Starbucks with the thank you right. letters from little children. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the idea. We're modeling ourselves after that bulletin board. I had a gig writing like, those. <laughs> I'm supposed to talk about it on the air. Through my disclosure, yeah. I, I am all the little kids that ever wrote into Starbucks. It was right after me. the Pinout Forum. Yeah, job, right? yeah, yeah. I got fired from Pinout Forum and. Uh, and did you, you have to, did you have the repetitive and, and I used to think the stories on your board weren't true <laughs> yeah, until yeah. I had this experience. <laughs> <laughs> you had to find creative ways to misspell things. Yeah, yeah you know, right ways. You know, I had to like, you know, make sure that, you know, no two crayons came out of the same box. Eventually backwards them. E shit either. Yeah, yeah. Eventually you got too good writing with your left hand, so you had to start writing with your feet. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, yeah, eventually that job ended up so many of them Wait, did you really write for Penthouse Forum? <laughs> Sounds like a job you might have. Yeah, <laughs> given, given the given the uh, I, I the little I know about you, Bucky, it seems like that's a plausible. That's still a After reading your poetry, Buck, apparently you've been writing porno. Um. Anyway, speaking of high fives, I used to think the poems in your book weren't true until I <laughs> just to be. I, I used to, it's weird because it's like I used to think the poems I wrote weren't true until this happened. I don't know. Can we bring it back home, guys? I thought that was a funny perspective. Can we bring it back home? Joke. Anyway, bring it back home. Um, we've, got, uh, we've got all these entries. If you entered the high five contest, even if you just sent in one high five, 
Uh, email me your name and address, uh, jjgo at maximumfun.org, and uh, we will send you some Sound of Young America stickers as a thank you for uh, putting yourself out there and high-fiving some folks. And someone else will send you a check for 100 And yeah. someone else will probably ch- send you a check, Pro- and it'll probably be Muggsy Bogues. Yeah. Um, Did anyone uh, high-five a monkey or a whale? Yes, yeah, some people. Uh, we 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 high five. I I think Jordan, you high five to seal. I a Lisa Frank I seal. High five to Lisa Frank seal via nice. Photoshop. What did I high five? A unicorn? Uh, unicorn or a flipping whale? I forget. Yeah, it was either a unicorn or a flipping whale. Something in that broad category. Really? Animals. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of sea creature. Unicorns and other sea mammals. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about the Venus de Milo? A weed? No, we. That would have been funny, but somebody did insert me and I believe it was Andrew WK into the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel and transformed it from touching fingers to high fiving. Nice. I don't have any idea. So if you enter the high five contest, just email your address to jjgo at maximumfun.org and I'll uh, make sure to get you some stuff in the mail. And there's a new contest. This is a much smaller contest, I think. This is a less ambitious in scale contest than the high five contest. This is the funny face contest. Um, somebody emailed me and said, do I want to give away a fun pack related to the new Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie? And as much as I resent being involved in any kind of online viral marketing, I thought, you know, a lot of people who listen to The Sound of Young America, listen to Jordan Jesse Go, probably like the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I, I like it. I think it's funny. So, you know, I'll support their movie. And uh, so we're doing this contest. You get a fun pack, and all you have to do is send in one picture of yourself or someone you know making a funny face. Upload it to our Flickr group at flickr.com slash group slash Maximum Fun Picks. Um, and uh, I don't know. I haven't decided. If I get a, a funny face that really, like, uh, stands head and shoulders above the rest, mm-hmm. that person will win. Otherwise, I'm just going to do a random draw. Fair enough. So you shouldn't feel like, oh, my funny faces aren't good enough. I'm no rubber face funny man Jim Carrey. You know, you don't have to feel that way about it. You can just, just enter and maybe you'll win. And it involves some kind of uh, meatball shaped, uh, what's that guy called? Meat, that's not meatball. Meatwad. Meatwad. Meatwad shaped beach ball. So, so you can yeah. win that. And something called a beer, and something called a beer koozie. I actually kind of want to talk about beer koozies, and I think this is maybe I'm just guessing this might be something Bucky would have an opinion yeah, on. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> now, J- Jordan, you can, know you, what can we call a timeout for a second? Jordan, tell to give us some impressions of Bucky and his appearance for the people who are listening on the radio. Just so, just kind of a general your your feelings about what he lo- what he might look like if you brought him home to mom or something. Uh, Bucky has a lot of. Uh, tattoos that look like they were done by a pirate. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. or potentially in a in like a in like a prison where they have access to multicolored prison ink, to multicolored yes. tattooing yes. and art classes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, not that they're. Not, I'm not saying they're not nice. No, <laughs> they're, they're lovely. But they're clearly, they're pretty intense. By, yeah, they're intense. He's also and, wearing uh, a, so. an a, what, a, an a frame undershirt, black uh-huh. a frame undershirt that says <laughs> "Moms" in Gothic script, which I don't know what "Moms" means. Oh, it's a tattoo. And also, place. And also oh, okay. before we started, it's, upper hay. it's like a Hayden Ashbury. Before we started the show, Bucky uh, told us a, a cool story about going on a bender with a guy named Razor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's an LA poet. Uh, I've known him for a long time, and uh, yeah, I've known him. I don't know since the early '90s, and uh, yeah, we used to. He was. Uh, I don't know how much I should say on 
<laughs> on the record. But yeah, we used to go. Well, what, 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 well, here's the here's the thing, Bucky. Is a lot of law enforcement people listen to uh, Jordan Jesse go. <laughs> also, this show is public record. Yeah, and just so it just goes so into you the know, national archives. Also, they have a database of people oh. named Razor that is cross referenced yeah. against <laughs> okay. their well, occupation. And actually, the occupation slot is just occup. You normally it would be occupation. You would write, you know accountant, you know, clerk, et cetera, et cetera. Right. This one actually says the category is occupation poet, question mark, and then they just mark yes or no. So with that information, <laughs> the, the, the guy's name is Razor, they would look yeah. for, they would cross-reference Razor against yes to the question poet, question mark. And they would probably find this one guy. Yeah, and they yeah, would find uh, him. <laughs> Briefly, like, you know, in the, in the kind of the spoken word scene, like back in the late 80s and early 90s, there was a lot of crossover with... Uh, a lot of ex-cons and stuff. A lot of people started writing in the can, and uh, they get out and, and uh, come to the poetry readings and stuff they wrote in prison and stuff. And so, you know, I met a lot of these guys, and uh, you know, they were they were a lot of fun. You know, especially when you're young and you want to score some dope and stuff. And uh, yeah, so one of Razor's things, he was my main connection for a long time, and uh, his deal was that he was his birthday was on Christmas Day and no one wanted to go out with them on Christmas Day because they were all doing stuff and uh, that's where a lot of our adventures would start by doing where, stuff you mean for example being with their families yeah yeah not uh, like you know cocaine not trying to ecstasy. score something yeah 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 yeah. so you know I, I remember I, you came to my house one Christmas Day with Razor Oh yeah, yeah, nice. That year, right, <laughs> right before the Sweet. millennium. Yeah, yeah. Oh that yeah. Christmas. Oh, that was that was a good one because I think we started off that day at the Hara Room, and all Razor wanted was to hear the Pogue song "Fairy Tale of New York." Yeah, yeah. And I dug it out of my tape collection and found it and played it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that was. We started off at the Hara Room drinking over there on Christmas Day. That was that was great. It's up on Cary Street for those of you in San Francisco. And it's open on Christmas Day, and, and, and no one will question you being in there. No one will say anything about it. It's just a bunch of sad old men drinking on Christmas Day. I spent many a Christmas in there. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great place to go. And somehow, at some point, I was like, uh, hey, these are some pretty cool apartments. And uh, he was like, oh, no, these are the, these are the projects. We're in Marin City. And uh, we were, I think, uh, he was like, taking his girlfriend to meet one of her girlfriends because we were going to go pick up some crack or something. And then uh, somehow, I guess yeah, it's going to be Stephen's house. And uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things where the next thing you know, like uh, it's uh, the, kind of the next day, and, uh, and and Razor said I've been trying to pee in his plants, uh, you know, <laughs> and it's totally blacked out. And Razor's to, always claiming stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, if you know yeah. Razor, you know that he's yeah, always he would, Razor is. Anyway. Yeah, he would he would always show up like he would disappear for months at a time, and then come back with a story like he would you know have a whole bag full of ice from. Uh, Thailand or something crazy <laughs> like that, and we had smoked that, and it was great. And uh, yeah, and by was, great, you mean to be clear, by great you mean terrible and something you later regretted. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and stay in school. Yeah. If, 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 the, the, the only bad part about being high for a couple of days is it, it takes you like 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 twice that much time to come down, and then you're kind of suicidal and horrible, <laughs> and that's when things start. Now we should before we have any more sordid tales. I think it's wor- it bears mentioning that another thing you mentioned about Razor was was that you found out recently that he has been clean and sober for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So yeah, last time he got out of San Quentin, everybody was like, "Oh yeah, Razor's looking for you." And I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'll tell him I'm like not into all that stuff and any of those escapades anymore. I'm totally sober, and I don't want to go on any crazy adventures with him. I don't get high. I don't do anything." 
And, uh, you know, it turns out he was looking for me to find a good meeting. So now, we, like, before he moved down here, we were going to meetings in San Francisco. It was a lot of fun. Do you but, go to uh, special punk rock meetings or do you go to general interest meetings? I, I actually run a very good punk rock meeting. I'm, I'm, I, they voted me the leader. And, what? Uh, wow. Yeah, like 24th in Florida every, every Tuesday night at 730 if you're around and you have a little problem, you know, come on by because uh, – I got a room full of guys who have worse problems than you. Like, we'll knock that self-pity right out your hand. <laughs> I remember... Like uh, straight edge, you're knocking a beer out of your hand. Pow! Bam! There goes ta- your self-pity. We talked We talked last night about uh, the time that I talked about going to AA meetings with my dad when I was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. I, one of the things that I remember the most about uh, going to an AA meeting is that... Um, you know, I mean, my dad had, had gone through a lot of stuff in his life. I mean, had, had been homeless at one point in his life, but it had been a while before he knew me and, um, and knew my mother, thus creating me. And, uh, uh, but I remember that at the meetings that we went to, which were in the Mission in San Francisco, like there was just a lot of real crazy homeless people there. Not that it was exclusively oh, yeah. really crazy homeless people. Um, but but then yeah. it was it was like more than any other activity that you might participate in right. as a group. Well, crazy I, homeless people were a significant element. We're not <laughs> too far from SF General, where where our, my home group is, the one I run. So I've asked people to leave because they were bleeding before. Uh, that was one thing. So you know, you're, <laughs> Sounds you're, you've unsafe. got open wound. You, you can't have, be here. Yeah. Uh, not, not not to be judgmental, uh, <laughs> and you can't drink during the meeting. That was the other thing. Like these guys would come in there trying to hide a beer. And uh, something like that, had a beer in their jacket and uh, drink it during the meeting. We're like, oh, you, you have to drink that. You, you can be drunk while you're here. Just don't drink during the meeting. That's <laughs> all you have to do. You're, you, you have a background. Your background is as a uh, doorman and bouncer, isn't it? So I imagine that there hey, weren't a lot I, of people questioning you. Yeah, I did that a long time. Like, that was, like, I did that part-time for a long time, mostly just to uh, get access to clubs and, and get into places for free. Uh, you know, I'd work like one or two nights a week at the Chameleon. I worked at the Chameleon for seven years. You know, I ran I ran uh, open mic over there uh, that whole time, and then I also worked there watching the door and uh, you know, like uh, but, uh, some other things that we did down in the basement. And uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, some other things you yeah, did in had, the basement. Yeah. So the speed smoking was in the basement. Yeah, we couldn't. You couldn't smoke in the. You couldn't smoke speed in the basement. You had to smoke speed. Like you could. You could snort. You could snort or shoot in the basement, but you had to like go outside to smoke because uh, all the junkies complained about the crackheads smoking down there, and I was like, had to go sort them out. Yeah, and here I had uh, thought you had set up some sort of land party in the basement. uh, Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, this was like, yeah, it was. Yeah, and we were we are in the basement. We were totally stealing our neighbor's (laughs) Wi-Fi. Yeah, (laughs) we had some awesome games of Counter Strike down there. (laughs) Well, you know, there was this one group of of kids who were like tweakers that had a D and D game that had supposedly been running straight for months. (laughs) <laughs> you know, just like this thing, like it was in a basement, it would just kept going on and on and on, and they would just cycle in and out people, and it was this longest continuous running D and D game. Uh, so there was a little bit of that. After four days, so would, would you please kill my character? Yeah, this guy come in <laughs> there. Like, there's you know, too sleep. many. There's too many ants all over me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was a little, a little odd that would come in and out of there, but. Uh, yeah, uh, where are we going with that? Uh, oh yeah, so I was yeah, going to talk did, about beer koozies. Yeah, no, beer koozies. <laughs> and look where we are now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I worked at a chameleon a long time, and it, like you know, it's like a thing. Like, you know, I was I was broke. You know, I didn't have a trust fund or anything. And and one of the ways that like you know you get by if you're kind of like a kind of an underachieving slacker, uh, which I was. Uh, you know, it was like yeah, I'd work a couple nights a week at this bar, and that meant I get into all the other bars in the area for free. 
you know, and they had music nights or whatever. And also, you just get treated better. You get free drinks, you get cheap drinks, and that kind of thing. And so, you know, you put in your little t- time like that. But yeah, it's uh, you know, it's kind of kind of like that. Where you do it for more connections, more than money. We didn't make didn't make any real money to speak of doing that. It was just you know, you seem like because because with your, I mean, judging by your million dollar outfit uh-huh. and the Ferrari that you drove here, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. assumed that you were a trust fund guy who had uh, made no, a lot of money. In that the, was that was like the in big the dirty word in the in the nineties in the mission. It was just like trust and call someone a trust mm. was like a really you know that you know they, they would get really mad. I they re- wouldn't really fight you because those kids didn't fight, but <laughs> they get you know. They wouldn't invite you to, but the they would hire someone to fight you. Yeah, you you weren't welcome at their Burning Man camp after that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really intense time uh, in the mission in the mid nineteen nineties, and we should say that in the mission where you uh, where you were working at the time, that's a neighborhood where where I grew up. I remember starting <laughs> um, starting in the kind of early mid nineties. I remember things really changing a lot through to kind of like the end of the nineties. Right, right. It seems when it got truly horrible. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I'm not real. My mom still lives there, and I like her a lot. Well, I, <laughs> I'm not talking about your mom. I'm not talking about anyone who had been there up to that point, but, really. But you have to everything. admit, she has gone downhill since 92. <laughs> yeah, that's Your mom true. totally sold out, dude. I remember yeah. when she was cool. Yeah, yeah another, another planner on K-Rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mom. Yeah. Oh. She's, on, she's on the Scion tour. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know what that is. You go see your mom in small clubs. It's awesome. You're listening to Jordan Jesse go. Let's take a, a quick break and come back in a second. Everything under control, Jordan? Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> My life is a wreck. <laughs> You're listening to Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. You're not wearing any shoes, Jordan. When did you start not wearing shoes? Man, I don't know. I... The other day, uh, this was not a planned segment. You just put your foot up in my face, and I'm looking <laughs> at your you bare see that foot. I don't yeah. have any shoes on. I don't know, man. Uh, I, my uh, my schedule lately has been pretty go go go. Uh-huh. Uh huh. As maybe you know, yeah, I've, uh, I know. About I've been that. I've been going a lot. Yeah, uh, I, I you know doing a lot of rarely stopping, doing a lot of whatnots. Yeah, I'm like a shark. Yeah, in that way. Um, also and, in the also in the sense that when you lose a teeth, another one just slides in to replace it. Right. Also, uh, I have a barrel of nails in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, that I swallowed. Um, and a also, arm. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so uh, the other day I was home uh, uh, for like an hour, and it's been a long time since, like, you know, kind of in the middle of the day I had an hour to just kind of sit at home. Um, and I, I took off my shoes and I kind of walked around in the little courtyard outside our house. It was great. I don't know. For some reason, it really. Uh, whoa, whoa, really whoa. Did in, it a for courtyard, me. in the courtyard outside your house? Yeah, like in, outside of our apartment. Jordan, we spent four years at UC Santa Cruz, and you never did that baloney, and now you're going to do it? I'm not saying it's... Are you going to become... Do you remember when our friend Athena, who was just one of the sweetest ladies that we ever did know Oh, I heard an Athena update recently. Lives in a tree. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Well, I think lives the fact that tree, she lives uh, in a tree kind of uh, telegraphs what the next part no. of my story about <laughs> Athena was, which was when she decided to stop wearing shoes. Yes, 
<laughs> Jordan, are you going to turn into that? Are you going to be living in a tree? Uh, no, I don't think I'll live in a tree. But are you going to be like living living under a tarp in the woods, like uh, like the politics of social reality guy that used to come on after our <laughs> show on KZS? Oh, what all the crazy conspiracy theories? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I'm going to go that far. But I don't know. I maybe maybe like with my kind of schedule and lifestyle as it is, I don't uh, need shoes. Yeah. No, I was going to say I don't have that kind of time to like reflect. I don't have that that reflection time is like, I, you know, I spent a long time in kind of a, a, an office, you know, with artificial lighting, um, you know, in front of a computer, um, or, you know, like driving or like on the, you know, or, or preparing for something. And I don't have that. So I feel like I have to have these kind of artificial moments of reflection that like aren't significant at all. But for some <laughs> reason I'm like, I just need to have that moment that is somehow like transcendent, even if it's total bullshit. And for some reason, when I was walking around in the courtyard with no shoes and I'm like, you know what? This feels right. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was probably nothing. It was probably not symbolic at all. But You for did some wear reason, shoes to my house, though. I did wear shoes to your okay. house. No, yeah. Uh, you just, you anyway, just threw that in so, as a curveball. So, yeah, I, it was flip-flops. Uh, but anyway, so now I, 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 had a little, I had a little time being barefoot. Kind of liked it. So, uh, you know, might do it a little bit more. Okay, fair enough. Well, you know what? I was... new pregnant? <laughs> yes. This is Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. This is Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Guests on today's program, Stephen Brophy from the uh, Bruce McCullough Project and our old pal Bucky Sinister, whose uh, new book is called All Blacked Out and Nowhere to Go. Uh, Bucky, we, want, we wanted you to read something from the book. You got something you can read? I sure do. Okay, well, go, go for it. Shoot. It's called The Other Universe of Bruce Wayne. There's an alternate universe in which Bruce Wayne is poor, and I have my shit together. Without money, there's no Batman. There's no Batmobile, no Batcave, no utility belts, much less a cool butler and a trusted sidekick. Without money, there's no Batman, and without Batman, there's no crime fighting. There's no hot vigilante action. There's no pensive brooding on the rooftops of Gotham. In this universe, Bruce Wayne drinks alone in his trailer home in Arkansas. Bruce has one friend, me. He calls me in the middle of the night. Hey, it's Bruce. Can you come get me? I'm feeling real low. I can tell by the sound of his voice that he's been dumped again. In this universe, Bruce Wayne ain't that lucky in love. I pull up outside his trailer in my convertible 63 Lincoln Continental. Bruce makes his way inside the car, reeking of whiskey and cigarettes. She's gone, he says. Can we stop by the store? When we get to the store, Bruce hobbles in. His knees and feet have seen better days. He's got a couple of vertebrae in his lower back that cracked and healed poorly that gives him constant pain. He has chronic headaches. The VA hospital won't do anything about. They say it's psychosomatic. I buy Bruce another bottle of whiskey when we go back to my place. I know he doesn't want to talk. He just doesn't want to be alone. I turn on the TV and we watch as he drinks. We watch The Tonight Show with Lenny Bruce. Tonight's guest is Jimi Hendrix. He's plugging the album he just cut with Miles Davis, The Kind of Blue Haze Experience. He's asleep by the time Late Night with Bill Hicks comes on. During the guest bit when Richard Pryor's talking about the cure for multiple sclerosis... I hear Bruce talking, unawake but not rested. Bruce talks in his sleep and I would let him, but when he starts screaming, It's not fucking right! It's not fucking right! It's not fucking right! 
I have to wake him. When he finally realizes he's awake, he instinctively moves for the whiskey. He's shaking so hard he can't pour it, so he drinks it right out of the bottle. I sit next to him and hold him close to me. It's okay, Bruce, I reassure him. There's another universe out there in which everyone loves you. Children read about you in comic books. Adults make movies about you. And you symbolize justice in human form. Bruce exhales loudly and looks up. And in this other universe, he asks, what are you? Bruce, I say, don't you concern yourself with that. Bucky Sinister reading from his book, All Blacked Out and Nowhere to Go. You're listening to Jordan Jesse Go. We shall return in but a moment. La, 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 la. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse. Jordan. That's the quick version. Mm-hmm. Punchier. Yeah, for that podcast listener on the go. Uh, well, You've got places to be. You don't have time for annoying nicknames. It's funny. It's funny what. Um, it's funny what will catch on when you throw it out there. We throw a lot of stuff out there on Jordan Jesse Go. Sure, you know what I mean. We'll we'll see and say, well, hey, what do you think of this? Sometimes we think we've got a red hot topic and nobody will call in on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. It's 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 unusual what gets the response to me. I feel like we like like some of the bigger you know social issues or emotional issues that we put out there not so much but when we want to talk about nintendogs or what guys are doing with cardboard boxes in the truck <laughs> it's a it's a torrent of response yeah. a torrent of response like i feel like we you know we muse a lot about you know our feelings getting older and yeah. families and and, and yeah. things like that and i you know i'm like oh i'm i'm you know i listen to the show and i'm like oh i'm pretty proud of how candid we're being you yeah. know and it's uh and i think man you know we're probably really touching people yeah you know people can relate you know but uh but no they just want to to argue they just about... want to call in to, to argue about whether mark summers was the host of double dare <laughs> or you can't do that on yes, television <laughs> yes uh yeah Definitely. So one of the segments I'm sure that, that is... I'm sure that next week maybe I'll talk about uh, the death of my grandfather and, uh, I don't know, hey, where's, where's Waldo books? <laughs> yeah. And where's Waldo Giga books pets. will yeah, be? Giga, yeah. Um, one topic that we discussed... Sorry that, about your gigapet. <laughs> that really... T- <laughs> also, my grandpa died and it made me wonder whether I'm you, wasting my life. What you to do is push or... that food button a lot. <laughs> yeah. I know how you feel, man. My save card just got erased. I feel really low. I had all my saves on it, and uh, I don't know what to do. One of the one of the subjects that <laughs> all we my discussed. Of accomplishments. One of the subjects that we discussed that really has seems to have touched a nerve out there in listener land is uh, the topic of pickup trucks, aging pickup trucks driven by typically Vietnamese men, uh, but sometimes Latino men. Uh, that uh, are full to the brim and beyond the brim, actually. They usually have extended sides uh, with flattened cardboard boxes. Now, Bucky, you're a San Franciscan, and yes. you were saying that you know about these because I, yeah. we, I got some comments, I don't know what you're talking about kind of comments. Yeah, they're real. And uh, it's one of, those, <laughs> one of those things like these aren't beer koozies, they're real. No. Yeah, apparently you can't. Uh, I've never seen one in a shopping cart, I've never seen a shopping cart full of cardboard, right? And they stick more to the cans and bottles. Uh, but apparently, if you have it's a truck, fit. yeah, if, if you have a truck, you can get the volume of cardboard needed 
to uh, actually make a, a worthy to make it a, a, a worthy run. You know, oh. but it's always like done in in the wee hours. That's the other thing. You have to be kind of <laughs> nocturnal to really see these guys, and because they're coming through the neighborhood at two or three in the morning, and uh, yeah, just barreling through, and they're kind of racing each other because I think they all have the same idea. And people put out the recycling, you know, their little cardboard recycling, you know, for Sunset Scavenger, whomever to pick up, and uh, you know, they they just whiz on through there and pick up these. Pick up these boxes. Well, it's after know. all the bars and businesses are closed. Let's right, hear, we right had boxes we them. had some theories. Some callers called in with theories. So let's hear the first of these theories. Hi, Jesse and Jordan. This is Jen, and I'm at work and listening to your podcast. And I had to pause it because your question about the cardboard. Maybe all these people are moving. You don't know. I would collect cardboard if I was moving or if I had a truck like that. That would help to move. Anyway, I'm at work, so I gotta go. Bye. First of all, kudos to Jen for calling in from work. I'm a supporter of people calling in to and listening to Jordan Jesse go while they're supposed to be working. Yeah, NSFW people, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. E-bombs world. But uh, I'm just saying stuff. that having been said, that was a that was a terribly that was a Not terrible a explanation. That was a terrible guess. Yeah, don't no. quit that job. Yeah, going to take another job <laughs> answering questions from podcasts. Yeah, do not we'll get do fired not. from that job. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, if if it was a U-Haul truck, I might buy that. But um, and then you'd never see the cardboard, so who would know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This is we're talking here, and there's a limit to the boxes you need when you're moving. We're too. talking about like a, a Toyota, right. a Toyota pickup, the kind before Toyota had. Uh, names for their pickups. It was just called Toyota Pickup. Just says Toyota, and then it's got sides built up into yeah. the sky. It's a, yeah, it's a yo or exactly. Toy. It says yo. It's missing a quarter panel. <laughs> almost invariably missing a quarter panel uh, out of the four. That's a terrible guess. We had more had a different color hood. We had yeah, exactly. Definitely <laughs> a different color. It's old Vietnamese men packing up their six thousand square foot houses. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Get a lot of boxes. <laughs> oh, you. Hey guys, um, when I was a kid, uh, my dad threw me a cardboard box, like, fort party. It was just like this huge maze of refrigerator-sized cardboard boxes, and it was one of the best memories of my childhood. So maybe there's a bunch of Mexican party planners that are roaming the city looking for cardboard boxes. Just an idea. Okay, man, I have something to tell you. I'm glad you have happy memories of it, but that wasn't a fort party you were having. You, you were homeless. Yeah, was, <laughs> that was your house. It was like, you know, if you ever noticed that you came home from school and you went straight to uh, the uh, overpass and uh, had your little fort party there, and uh, you know, and it lasted till the next morning. Did you notice yeah. that and your you, dad went to dinner at Garbage Town? Did your dad? Did you notice that your dad started having these uh, fort parties immediately after he got fired and split up with your mom? <laughs> And did you notice that the Ford parties were only on one Saturday and Sunday a month when he was allowed to see you? In yeah. uh, the drink off the hubcap game wasn't really yeah. a game either. It was necessity because that's all. You yeah, had. that's all you had for plates. Did you notice that your birthday cake was made out of meatloaf that said that had Saint Martin de Porres embossed on it? All your hand me downs had bloodstains. In all sincerity, that was a, God, that was you got a, you got stabbed by a crazy guy. Uncle Phil. Your yeah. father is dead. <laughs> um that was a really you clearly had you a got really bit by a stray dog. 
For your birthday. <laughs> that was birthday your birthday present. present. <laughs> Dog bite. <laughs> um, you clearly had a really sweet father. That, that caller, I don't think, gave his name. But he clearly had a really sweet father. But I think that's an, another just embarrassingly terrible uh, explanation yeah. for what's going on. I mean, thanks for calling in, obviously. We really yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> but um, never do it again. Yeah, but <laughs> well, he called in from a tin can with a string on it. That was what yeah. was impressive. Yeah, well, you know, I, actually, our, um, I have to admit that we have a tin can and string-based uh, answering service, <laughs> so it's not, it's not usually the caller's fault that it sounds like they're calling in on a tin can and a scr- string. Hey, this is Tom in Buffalo, New York. Uh, I'm calling in with a theory for the uh, a cardboard box truck. Um, the other day, I was getting Chinese food. And you said it was a man of Asian descent uh, driving that said truck. Now, we, I haven't seen that specific truck. I don't think he makes his way all the way to uh, Buffalo uh, from L.A. But my theory is that uh, he might be working for a uh, Chinese food place. Uh, sometimes they, uh, they have a whole bunch of boxes in those places and they give you your takeout in those boxes. So my theory is that that guy might be getting stuff for his Chinese food restaurant. Let's just say you saw a truck, a pickup truck. Filled with Chinese food boxes? Filled with Chinese food boxes. (laughs) And you were describing it to a friend. Okay? Would you say, oh, I saw a truck... Filled with cardboard boxes and and just say cardboard boxes the gen- the generic term for boxes. I, think I would say Chinese food containers. Yes, well, what I, do you I think you might hear, I, know I, with the little wire handle and the yeah. well, I think the red even, pagoda on the side. Even maybe he's thinking that like it'll give like a put those things in a box rather than in a bag and give them to you. But yeah, no, I I, I kind of know what you're saying. But. Yeah, but that's that's a stretch. Even with that, um, they would take it would take it would be a lot of takeout. To justify, yeah, yeah I mean, like, yeah, about I could 6, see six thousand square feet. Even if, let's just say it's that the they were restaurant in Los Angeles. <laughs> if they were Maybe filling they just the bed of the truck with flattened boxes, I might buy that. But remember, they're building rails on the side to extend the bed <laughs> heavenward. Okay, this is—I don't think it's a yeah. workable explanation. Someone get a picture of high-fiving one of these trucks. My, cons- <laughs> yeah. my concern here also is that uh, our caller may be assuming that all people of Asian descent own and operate Chinese restaurants. Yeah, guys, that's racist. And in Buffalo, it could be true. Yeah, that's true. I guess yeah. in Buffalo, if you're, that may be the case. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that or building the railroad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But thank you. I mean, that's a, that's an interesting yeah, theory. It is. I think we learned it's something. A creative theory from that theory. Let's hear this next one. This is Deanna, and I'm up in Felton, California, and um, I'm calling about the cardboard box thing. I used to live in San Francisco, and I worked at this stage production called Beach Blanket Babylon, and there was a guy. Uh, like, uh, he was either like Salvadorian or Mexican and him and his youngish son would come around and they'd get all the, um, the cardboard boxes from all the businesses in the evening. And of course I have no proof of this whatsoever, but I seem to recall talking to him and finding out that he got about 200 bucks for the cardboard that he collected. And so basically this guy worked all day, his kid was in school. And then at night, they did this other thing that brought in extra cash. 
First of all, I should say that when Deanna said, hi, I'm Deanna, I live in Felton, city near Santa Cruz, um, our old stomping grounds, mm-hmm. um, she said, I work for a stage production called Beach Blanket Babylon. I was sure that her theory was going to be <laughs> Set that, building. Th- that they use them to build, to build enormous comical oversized hats. <laughs> Which is the signature of the Beach Blanket Babylon, a San Francisco... A giant uh, Transamerica Tower of cardboard. Y- yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or maybe like a Willy Brown, giant Willy Brown fedora. <laughs> something, a giant Barry Bonds steroid baseball cap somehow. Oh, this is a... The Beach Blanket Babylon in San Francisco is like the long-running musical review uh, that is defined in large part by its comically oversized hats that represent different kind of, you know, review... I was about to say comic aspects of life in San Francisco, <laughs> but, let's leave that but word out it's, the, it's the yeah. C, it's the CB four of San Francisco theater, e- and that it relies on giant <laughs> props. I did want to know how that tied in to the rest of the. Uh, yeah. She just kind of wanted us to know that. Yeah, she was just throwing that in, but I honestly like. I think that's pretty great. Yeah, I mean, it's a good detail. We couldn't be talking about we couldn't be talking about Beach Blanket Babylon right now if she hadn't brought it up. So I thank Deanna for bringing that yeah. up. This has been a. I don't mean to alienate you at all, but mm-hmm. if there's two hundred dollars involved. Yeah, $200 isn't that bad. I'm looking into truck prices right now. Now, so here's like the thing. Bucks a night? We, sure. we have a regular listener named Ronnie in Houston who's uh, long been a member of the Maximum Fund forums and a very active participant in our community. Ronnie works uh, repairing medical equipment in hospitals. And according to him, this means that he knows the value of recycling everything, uh, apparently because when the equipment breaks... He'll offer to take it, but he'll just take it and and have it recycled and keep pocket the 200 bucks or whatever. And uh, he says that in his opinion, there's no way that it could possibly pay for itself. So between Deanna, who granted, she may have secondhand knowledge of this from having actually talked to an actual person who actually does this. (laughs) But on the other hand, she does work in the musical theater, so she may be somewhat of a fabulist. You know, I'm not I'm not accusing her of being a fabulous. I'm just saying that's a possibility. Whereas Ronnie... She's in theater. She obviously wasn't good at math in high school. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas Ronnie uh, works in the medical field. He's not quite a doctor yet, but he does repair medical equipment. He does embezzle funds. And... <laughs> According to according to Ronnie, he doesn't think that he doesn't think the math works out. Just because you it would it, you would have to put so much weight in paper into the truck yeah. that it's just not gonna it's not just not gonna happen. I think uh, we had another caller that I think said that the that it might be worth uh, thirty or fifty dollars a ton. How much how much paper can you put in, in a half ton pickup? Half a ton, right? A thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. So that's like fifteen bucks. Twenty bucks. Well, you I don't like even know. If, I don't even know if they can Look get that much in there because you know it's the 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 cubic footage of of a thousand pounds of cardboard, flattened cardboard. It's just going to be huge. I don't think you can fit that because it's corrugated. That's the whole. That's the whole yeah, thing. So much, it's yeah. There's so much air in there. The like, corrugation is the whole point of a corrugated cardboard. Exactly. So it's that lightness. I guess what I'm trying to say is that these trucks don't really exist. <laughs> And what, whatever experience you and I, Bucky, may have had seeing them... I believe in those damn trucks, Jesse. I believe in them. <laughs> well, Bucky, let's be honest. I don't know honest. what happened you believe, to you, but you, you believe in a lot of different things. I used to be the kind of man things. who used to <laughs> believe in a 
cardboard truck. And you know, Bucky, at some point you have LA, to settle down, have a family, and admit that these trucks are not real. The government no. is not trying to keep us from learning about cardboard trucks. The government has our best interests at heart. The government's trying to feed you a lot of disinformation is what they're trying to feed you. Bucky, I can, you know, I Where do Where does duck all this cardboard my... come from? Where does all this cardboard go? That's what they want you to think. Well... Anyway, do you think that's enough time spent on cardboard for this <laughs> entire run of this program? You, Never! You have to eventually discuss the ice cream trucks. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get no, to that. I we, think we, a future... How an ice cream yeah, truck yeah. makes a profit. A future, yeah. Episode, yeah. a future episode of Jordan, Jesse, Go! is definitely going to include Jesse's all-time favorite things about Los Angeles, which include ice cream trucks. Creepy independent ice cream. Yeah, operators. weird kind of sad, semi-broken down independent ice cream trucks, and also weird, sad, uh, semi-broken down... Uh, trucks that are somehow they fit an entire convenience store into a truck, which to me, like, and I'm totally not being ironic. Both of those are totally awesome and great, and they make me so happy when I see them. And we don't have that in San Francisco. And when I see it, I'm like, man, that is. There's one. There's, uh, you know, there's ice cream trucks up and down my street all the time, and there's a convenience store that parks on my street. <laughs> and, we don't have one of those in my neighborhood. You no, know, like, really, fleets of. Uh, no, there's definitely there's a con- big convenience yeah. store that um you know all you have to do to find it is follow the sounds of the eight year old Mexican boys because <laughs> they go there and they get like uh, those kind of like uh like those those kind of tamarind pops right. and like sweet chili pops you know what I'm talking yes. about that an eight year old that's like catnip to an eight year old Mexican boy <laughs> and um, carnita slushy no it's <laughs> not a real terrifying to a we're talking time. about Ooh. actual products Bucky we're not just combining a food product <laughs> associated with an ethnicity. I'm talking about things that I grew up in I grew up in the mission in San Francisco I know something about a tamarind pop i've had a few tamarind pops in my time what about that burrito truck in the mission the toya yense oh Oh, tona yense that's a that's my spot right there yeah yeah that's a that's a burrito truck right there yeah tona yense i was never a taco man until i started eating tona yense tacos and yeah and i'm i I love it and la has yet to beat it but we're getting way off best food track yeah let's take let's take it let's take a break you're listening to jordan jesse go we'll be back in a second Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse. I'm Jordan. The sponsor of Jordan Jesse Go, and indeed right now all of MaximumFun.org, is Project Breakout, an online video competition in the area of comedy. They're doing other areas eventually, but right now in the area of comedy at Mm projectbreakout.com. The voting is going on right now. Uh, So you can visit Project Breakout, look at the different videos that have been submitted, and vote on them. Uh, You can vote every 30 seconds, um, which uh, I am told that it can become a little bit of a compulsive thing. That people are going on, picking a video they want to vote for, and just voting, and then watching the timer tick down from 30 to zero, and then voting again. You don't even have to register to vote. You just vote. You just, all you got to do is vote. You just vote. You just click vote. And there's a it's lot fun. Of, it's totally fun. And what I like about the fact that people have been telling me that they've been voting compulsively is that I know for a fact that uh, some of the bizarre and horrible videos... Uh, have people voting compulsively for them. So I'm really happy that some of the good and funny videos, mm-hmm. of which there are quite a number on the site, yeah, absolutely, ha- have people voting compulsively for them. We talked about. I mean, we talked last week about the 
uh, the Chad Fogland video with the flamenco guitars. <laughs> yes. There's lots of there's lots of really funny good stuff on there. There's a Casper Hauser video. In fact, I think there might be two Casper Hauser videos. There's some stuff from True from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, there's a video of me up there, although it's not doing very well. Yeah, well, what can I say? You yeah. got to vote, Jordan. I know. You got I should vote for myself to vote. If, but, you, uh, if you vote for Jordan, he could he could be, become one of the last ten. I don't think I would pick him. No, Honestly, I mean that's you know that would maybe be immoral conflict of interest. But uh, and I don't think mine's the best. I've seen some f- things that are a lot funnier. Than what was mine. your favorite that you thought that you've seen so far? Oh, um, there's this one from Troop, and it's just one joke. Um, so I don't. I'm not sure. I'll give it away. Yeah, give it away because they have a lot of videos and they're yeah. all worth watching. Uh, this video from Troop, it's it's um, it's kind of this. Uh, it's shot like a kind of a CSI type show it's you know it's a kind of this seedy alley and you see two guys you know approaching each other in the alley and one guy says the other guy you got the drugs he goes yeah and he's like you got he's like you got the money he's like no i brought drugs and they both look at each other and run off (laughs) i saw that one and i fucking loved it (laughs) yeah it's great um yeah and so there's there's a lot of funny videos on there this is coming from someone who does not like internet videos at all it's 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 a really fun uh, place to kill a couple minutes on the internet and uh yeah hopefully the the best thing will emerge triumphant projectbreakout.com we have returned to Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, we left somehow by the wayside an important topic that was broached in our uh, introductory segment. Uh, beer koozies? Beer koozies. Number one, I don't think this is a real thing. I don't believe in it. You don't you think you've whatever. seen one? Or? I, I, well, and now that someone has described it to me, and that happened after I, I alluded when I posted the contest on the blog. What the what the hell is a bl- beer koozie? Every radio station has beer koozies. Okay, but now yeah, you need I, one for the show. I yeah. know yeah, you need a promotional maximum coos. fun beer koozie. I know. Okay, so let me be clear about this. I know what Make it is. Beer more awesome. I believe that it exists. I don't just. I just the part that I don't believe is that it's called a beer koozie. Oh yeah, it truly is. No, it's not. Yes, I've heard beer koozie. As well, yeah. cozy sounds. That sounds like you drink tea out of it. Yeah, yes. What yes. does koozie sound like, Stephen? Koozie sounds like, like poutine. Drink, yeah, <laughs> pussy juice right out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For guys who like you, guys who like poutine, tang, and you'll love the beer koozie. Yeehaw! Going down to Classic Rock 107, we got the beer koozies on Leonard Skinner Tuesdays. Yeah, that's kind of stuff. Been an explosion. Yeah. Uh, well, he, I, Next here's stop, the thing. A from the Almond Brothers. Here's the thing, Jesse. You don't you don't hang out in in a lot of bars. No, I don't say. hang out in a lot uh, of bars. I've noticed this, and I don't know if okay. you guys have noticed this in your bar hanging out, but it's not you know it's not quite trucker hat status yet. Yeah. But you mean I, they're starting to have them in bars. Uh, people have people bring their own to bars. People bring their own beer koozie to a bar. I've noticed that. Okay. And the real reason of, to have a yes. beer koozie is if you're drinking and driving. Yeah. It's a big southern thing because it used to be pretty right. legal and standard to drive around drinking a beer. Right. And uh, if you're going to hold it between Eat your legs. Your kids, smoking. Yeah. Exactly. All, All the good things. southern traditions. <laughs> Beating the wife. Yeah. You but guys are both really meant something. You guys are bo- both southerners. I want to make that clear. <laughs> yes. I, I'm not saying any of this. Yeah, okay, yeah. go ahead. Um, but uh, yeah, so when you're going to hold the beer between your legs, it's going to get really warm really fast because of your body temperature. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you want to have that beer koozie to keep it cold to keep. But yeah. what is it? Oh, also, here's, here's the other here's the other the, the other flesh. purpose of the beer koozie. It's also big. You'll see it like in like you know, like when you're out on your boat on the lake and like the the yep. lake trunks. 
you know, and they got because you can't like have like open containers out there. But if it's in a beer koozie, it's like the the lake equivalent of having it in a brown paper bag. You know, oh. you're not really, you put it in there and then kind of hey, I might be drinking a coke out of this. You don't know. It's a you can't come over <laughs> my bu- my bag. It's a brown paper me. bag that happens to say ass gas or grass. Nobody yeah, yeah, writes for free. on it like a radio station's uh, name or yeah or like the I little, never used to use one of them, the uh, truck stop aphorisms. You know, yeah. Like I never used really. to use them, but the good thing about them is that you could tell American whose by beer birth, was Southern who. by the grace of God. <laughs> my <laughs> dishwasher broke, so I hit her. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look at this funny. I'm expressing myself through my beer koozie. I want to know about the ones that people bring to a bar. That's just ridiculous. Like, okay, look. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. My, my, my knee-jerk reaction to beer koozie and bar was whatever. You know, like, now, lame. Would, that, that During my drunk days, I would have been very angry at that. I would have, I would, that would have that would have riled me. Someone, Mucky would have hit people over that. Yeah, I would. I, <laughs> or at least uh, pushed them to the I, floor. I would have thrown them out. <laughs> if I was working at the bar, I would, I would ask them to leave. If they had that, you can either you know you can either put that away somewhere or you can you leave. You can't bring that if in you here. can't bring, if you can't drink your beer fast enough before it gets cold. You're you're not drinking right. You know. It's Do just, people put them around pint glasses? Uh, I have not seen that. I have not seen That's that. A I don't know if it would, line, if it yeah. would fit. Um, I don't think bringing it at all is fucking over the line. Well, here's the thing: when I was at South by Southwest, I got a lot of uh, promotional coozes. Uh, Kuzes? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, I got a lot of promotional. Plural? I got a lot of promotional John Philip Souzas. <laughs> Well, that was, you know, when you're working at Marching Band. Yeah. yeah. Uh, marching Band Con. I actually went, yeah, that's the South by Southwest of the Marching Band world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> marching Band Con. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Open everybody gets Portland laid. Maine. Everybody gets laid at Band Con. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You go there, you get a hotel room, you have a sweet fucking after party. It used to be. Laid. There was a, Yeah, it, you remember the 76 Trombone Club? <laughs> oh, Yeah. They t- we talked the, about having it that, in Austin. The player? Mm. We talked about having it in Austin, but we ended up in Fort Worth. Yeah, at the, at the airport Marriott. Yeah, better rates. Anyway, I was saying that I had, I had, I had a, a coos at South by Southwest. Uh, I had, Tell me about it. I had a coos. Oh, you coozy, I'm done with vagina. I can't um, stop. And I and I had, I there was a few. I had there was a lot of tall boys, also a lot of free tall boys, and. I mean, I put it in there. They love the tall boys, don't they? I boing, boing. <laughs> hey. uh, and I'll be, I'll be darned. It, it kept it cold, um, and and the whole thing was really enjoyable. Uh, so, Do people bring in like promotional koozies? Oh, absolutely. To the bar? Yeah. No, to the, oh. I'm talking about the bar. The, I understand yeah. how people See, won't use them when they're yeah. out on the lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, the beer koozie is, is for like the outdoor drinker. Yeah, that's what it's for. You know what I used to? Do they have. send like koozie girls into the bar to pass them out for like? Uh, I have not seen that. I haven't seen that. I mean, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's somewhere in Long Beach like or Riverside, the, the Tecate girls right. are are walking around with koozies. Um, I haven't seen that yet. But I, I'm saying it seems lame, but it, it was actually pretty functional. So maybe yeah. it's time to rethink koozie and bar. When yeah. I was also, a, well, only I if the bar one more thing it. about the beer koozie yeah. too. Like if you if you have your can in a beer koozie, no one will spit skull into it. That's one <laughs> of the things. Like you know, because if you set like an unwrapped beer down on a table at a bar, someone's liable to spit skull into it or put a cigarette and out. It, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you, like, yeah. you pick it up and you drink it and you get somebody's. Spit, oh god! Which is pretty much the nastiest thing. Oh, I mean, you don't have to go into it's it anymore. Just like you know, it's the worst thing you can drink. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but it'll yeah. get Holy you fucked cow. up. <laughs> you finish a glass yeah, of that yeah, stuff, yeah, man. Copper buzz, man. Yowza! <laughs> how has our show become this, Jordan? <laughs> yeah, this is so I invite the Southerners on. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I feel like we should be firing six guns up in the air at this point, <laughs> just for no reason. Jordan, we've, we're, we're just into our bellies. We're consorting with the tattoo people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quick. You made a promise to your mother. Quick, let's usher them out and have another discussion about Katamari. Dustin <laughs> Diamond is in the hall. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, maybe, maybe we're like the like the you know we're from a parallel universe. We're you guys from a different universe. <laughs> I've got the goatee. Wow, that means I'm yeah. here. We're You're... looking at our our bizarro selves. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen years from now, yeah. Yeah. You're listening to Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart, and I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. We'll return in a moment. You're listening to Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, Stephen Brophy from the Bruce McCullough Project, uh, Bucky Sinister. His new book is called All Blacked Out and Nowhere to Go. Uh, we're talking, having fun, laughing. I feel a little guilty. Uh, I, I knew, you know, I invited you guys in here knowingly and things, things and, and willingly and enthusiastically. Things and got. All that's changed. Things, <laughs> we got, things got a little colorful. Earlier on in the program, um, which made me feel guilty because, uh, you know, we have a couple of listeners who are still in their teen years um, that that we know of. Uh, There's a a nice young man named Aaron who lives in Canada. Um, And I believe the salty talk. I know. I believe he goes to an arts high school in Canada, which I think is probably (laughs) the sweetest place you could go to high school in the world. I'll take a seat for you at the meetings. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And uh, we've also. Yeah. I I give it two years and Aaron's going to have a germs burn. (laughs) (laughs) We got a really we got a really enthusiastic couple of calls last week from a young woman named Ashley who lives in Texas and is 17 years old. And uh, what part of Texas? Uh, do you remember where she I lived I feel like in it Texas? was Houston. Yeah, I want to well, say Houston, my too. My hometown. Um, and she just had the enthusiasm of a, of a you know, uh, 100 <laughs> TRL standing outside with signed folk. Does that happen anymore? Does that? I don't think that's something that really happens. Anyway. I think I've just branded myself an old man by saying that. Yeah. Come on, Jesse. It's all about celebrity now. I'm sorry. Okay. Celebrity. She had the enthusiasm of something something runs house. Of like an uh, audience <laughs> member of uh, the Morton Downey show. Yes. Yeah. She had, <laughs> exactly. She had, she had the enthusiasm of a, of a watcher. Young Willard Scott. <laughs> of a watcher of Captain Video on the Dumont Network. <laughs> oh, she had the she had the enthusiasm of a young wireless operator. <laughs> young cave painting maker. <laughs> Does it get older than that, folks? She I had, win. She of had the very the, first zygote. <laughs> she had the enthusiasm of the Big Bang, wherein our universe was created. Um, anyway, Ashley called, uh, and we we immediately became very worried because we were worried we were perhaps a bad influence and, oh, and what yeah. we could do to be a good influence. Ashley actually got a call. Most of the calls are for us. Um, for obvious reasons, it's our radio show. We host it. It's our phone line, et cetera, et cetera. We got a very enthu- we got a very interesting call for Ashley, and I'm sh- hopefully Ashley is still listening to the program. Here's the call. Hi, uh, Jordan Jesse Go. This is David from New York, and I actually have some advice for Ashley. Ashley, uh, I've been to Houston once um, for a friend's 
law school graduation and I went to a party there and spoke to people from Texas. And my advice from you, for you is to at some point move from Texas. Uh, you don't need to leave there forever. You can come back. But my issue that I had with people at the party was they were incredibly proud of being from Texas, but they had never actually left Texas. There was a woman who was born in Austin, had gone to undergrad in Dallas, and was now going to law school in Houston. And that, to me, was odd then that she said she was happy she was from Texas because it seems to me that she was happy, that I could say I was happy being from Earth, which, you know, I, I am, but I don't really have anything to compare it to. So my advice is to live outside of Texas for some point in your life. Um, I think that will definitely make you a better person. That's it. Good luck. Stephen Brophy, you're actually a native Houstonian, aren't yes, you? Yes, that is true. Now, what what would you say to a young woman growing up in Texas who clearly her spirit has not been broken, uh, judging by her enthusiasm of her television of her telephone call, uh, but maybe her uh, horizons might be broadened somehow? I think leaving where you're from, no matter where it is, it doesn't just have to be Texas, uh, is always a good idea. I mean, I think going and traveling the world, if you can is a great idea. But I mean in terms of Texas, I mean I didn't I mean I didn't just leave Texas. I fled Texas when I finally could. <laughs> and You're just uh, screaming the whole way out. Yeah. And I'd probably quote unquote brag more about it now that I'm far away from it and twenty years removed from it, uh, than I ever did when I lived there and absolutely hated it. I guess if you love you're lucky if you love the place you're from that much, in a way. And I know a lot of people who are like I know a lot of Texans especially who are exactly like the caller was his name, David? I don't remember. Whatever he said. Uh, it was very true. I mean, it's like a lot of people who are from Texas and have never lived anywhere else but just love the place and hey, will never leave. Bucky, yeah. I'm remembering that you're from Alabama. Is that Arkansas. right? Arkansas. Yeah. You know, I, I think a, a lot of what happened to a lot of my friends there, I left right away as soon as I could. And, uh, you know, my family had moved around a lot, too, so I wasn't so rooted there as a lot of my friends were. It wasn't really much for me to uh, go to L.A. at 19. As I came here first, I lived here for a year, then moved to San Francisco. And it wasn't that hard for me. And, and I think a lot of it was because I, I had nothing really keeping me there. As soon as people were like, uh, they were like, well, I want to save a little money before I leave or uh, like, uh, you know, something like that. They would always have these steps. Like once I get like, you know, $2,000 saved up, I'm going to move. And it's like, well, if you keep putting those things, you, you may never get around to it. And also a lot of my friends from Arkansas wouldn't leave, ended up having uh, children or something. And uh, so now they were kind of like, well, I can't just go off and live with, you know, my friend in L.A. uh, on a whim, you know, kind of more like, you know, I just kind of found a friend of a friend in L.A. and I moved there. And that was how I got to California. And, uh, you know, it's it's great if you're 19 and you're single. And And, and, and an aspiring junkie. Yeah, yeah, you know, I got a, got a good. L.A. was great. in nineteen eighty nine. Moving to L.A. in nineteen eighty eight uh, with a with a really small drug problem was really great because it turned into a really big drug problem. But uh, yeah, the drugs were really great then, and that's what I'm going to tell you. When you do all your drugs, make sure they're really clean. Um, no, that's I'm going to tell you not to do them at all. Don't that's, do drugs. I yeah, will yeah. say, in, in, since we're having all this example of someone who had a wild childhood. Uh, you know, uh, we've said it before. I'll say it again. I had a very happy and, and and fulfilling young adulthood and childhood, and I've never done any drugs or drank, and it's fine. 
Just at all, ever. Just to be clear, at all, ever. And just that's just to be clear uh, to people yeah. out there who yeah, think Jesse, that we're promoting you, something. Yeah, but you've honestly, never had sex with any movie stars, though. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Point taken. Yeah. Honestly, though, uh, yeah, the last five years of my life that have been clean mm. and sober, it really have been the best years of my life. I mean, I really haven't enjoyed being alive like this much, like ever. And it's, yeah, I wish I had done it earlier. Stephen, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What was the best part about growing up in Houston? The best part? Um, the best part about growing up in Houston was probably non-existent. I don't remember anything that great <laughs> about growing up in Houston, especially because where we lived was so suburban uh-huh. that really it could have been almost anywhere in, in America. You know, it we have a lot of listeners in Houston. I think Ronnie lives in Houston, actually, the medical well, equipment repairman. Um, I don't mean to insult the place, but I lived there for... 18 years and I got nothing really great to say about it. <laughs> yeah. I remember like when I was growing up in a, in a small town and when I was living in Arkansas, the great thing was that like, you know, when, when I had the day off, like summer, you know, summer school, like whatever, like summer school was out and it was the summer, the door just opened. My mom kicked me out the house and I didn't have to come back until it was dark. This was true. And, and yeah. it's and, like, no one worried about it. And we just went and like, you know, you don't have friends. We'll go make some. You know, and you end up just having these little kid adventures hmm. that I don't know if, like, you really, like, I definitely wouldn't allow my kids to do it in a big city. I don't know, like, where actually she has access, but it's like, I really didn't have to worry about, you know, getting killed or run over or, like, anything. It was, the, the you know, the town was so simple. I think that was the best thing about my growing up is, like, when I had free time, it was huge chunks of free time, and I pretty much got to have it unsupervised with my friends. We were just awesome, you know. We just you know, just made up games and played them, and you know, if we found a shovel, we went and dug a hole somewhere. Like anything, that, like, <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That kind of thing was exciting. When That's you were the life. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna dig foxholes today, and it's gonna be awesome. And then uh, we own this hole. Yeah, we did dig some foxholes to play to play army, and oh, and cool. then when we went back the second day. Like there was, you know, it was like there, it had bigger rained, kids, and there was like mosquitoes <laughs> and stuff all around. And, it's our hole and now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. we're gonna hide our porno it in just it. Like, yeah. Oh, we cool. wish we'd that lucky. Yeah, but I, oh, I used just to find like, porno mags in the some, woods. Yeah, yeah, near my home. And yeah, did just, you really find? Yeah, did you literally find porno yes. magazines in the woods? That's probably the first place I ever yeah, saw no, porno definitely. was in a like yeah. torn up magazines that I would find on like the usually ground. Usually, be under a board. Like, if you flipped over a board, there would be a magazine. I, I remember once finding one while walking with my mom, and I remember her taking it out of my hands quickly, and it was a really hardcore porno magazine. I'd never seen anything like this. I was probably nine or ten years old. Uh-huh. And she took took it out of my hands quickly, like, pushed me aside, like, you can't look at this, and then proceeded to flip through it very carefully for a long time. <laughs> like, she really, like, studied those pictures. Well, how did we Republican get to this? Christian Remember mother. when this segment was about how <laughs> kid adventures yeah. and hole digging? Look under boards in the woods. You'll find treasure. <laughs> if there are any woods left in the suburbs of this country. Well, that segment didn't exactly how, go how I imagined it, but I guess you can't control everything. You know what I mean? This is Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse. I'm Jordan. With us are Stephen and Bucky. <laughs> Talking about porno. <laughs> La, 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 
Well, that's Jordan, Jesse, go for this week. I've been Jesse. I've been Jordan. Uh, with us have been Stephen Brophy. You can catch him in the Bruce McCullough Project performing around town, although I know that you mentioned that you had the most recent shows that were We're on, on temporary hiatus, I Okay, guess. but it's still a thing that we'll still be performing, especially maybe here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Do you, uh, you have some internet videos we could watch, right? Is that something um, we should talk about? Me personally? <laughs> no, you work on you work on a thing that you could watch on Oh, um, I, I write. You know. For a what's called a micro series on TBS called Love Bites. Um, if you go to the website, you can watch episodes from the previous season, and we've just started writing season two. Wait, now, when you say the website, you just mean any website? Any website. Actually, okay. tbs.com. <laughs> okay, tbs.com. You can check out Love Bites. It also runs in, in like the middle of commercial breaks or something like Basically, that. Basically, it's interstitial material that it's runs. A, it's a trick to get you to watch the commercials, You're right? right? Everything exactly. that's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote it all. Oh, you wrote Fat Bitch Falls Off Bike? I, I'm the I head writer. That. I'm the head writer over it. Friend, uh, <laughs> let me introduce you to the genius behind Cat Gets It in the Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, Bucky Sinister's book is called All Blacked Out and Nowhere to Go. Where can people get it when it is officially released May 15th? Uh, it'll be mostly independent bookstores. Uh, it is being distributed to the chains as well. It should be up on all the online sites right now. Oh, awesome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and it just really – it's a small press book, and it's, it's a book of poetry. And uh, <laughs> wow. so a lot of people aren't going to carry it right off. You might have to look a little bit harder, but – I guarantee you, it's 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 poetry you'll like. No, you I mean, know, we, not, you heard the poem. It's not all poetry. No, yeah, it's yeah. It's see, great, that's the thing. It doesn't like you know. If it sounds like a poem, it's probably not one. There's that's totally, my, there's that's totally one of my some shit about Batman in there. Yeah, there's shit. There's Batman. There's Abraham Lincoln. There's uh, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt. Like I use a lot of you know people fictional and, and real in there. And like yeah, it's like about uh, it's about getting drunk and getting your heart broke. I mean, come on. Uh, action What's items. Than that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Action Not items much. for this week's program. Well, we've got the funny face contest. If you want to win a bunch of Aqua Teen Hunger Force crap, including a, a beer koozie, you can uh, take a picture of yourself making a funny face and upload it to our Flickr group at flickr.com slash groups slash maximum fun picks. Um, also, other action items, Jordan. Uh, yes. Is it okay to take a beer koozie into a bar? Is that acceptable? And also, if you do it, why would you do it? Or if you've seen people do it, why do they do it? Um, also, uh, we've got 17-year-old listeners, Aaron and Ashley. What advice would you give them for their future life? We're trying to counterbalance all the horrors that Salty we've described talk. in this week's program. Uh, if you'd like to contribute to any of those action items or our continuing action items, like if you have a conflict that could be settled by Judge John Hodgman. Uh, oh, here's one more action item. Okay. Next week, we'll be joined by a Republican congressman from Ohio, Representative Richard Dick Martin. Uh, if you have a question for Congressman Martin uh, about policy, uh, anything that you would like to, to ask a Republican, basically, uh, no editorializing, of course, just please sincere questions. It's really an honor to have a congressman coming in to be on the show. So if you have any questions for him, give us a call and uh, leave your question, 206-984-4FUN. If you'd like to contribute to any of our continuing act- action items, if you just have any thoughts about the show, etc., etc., etc. In the meantime, we will see you online at MaximumFun.com in the forums where we discuss this program every week and on the blog at MaximumFun.org slash blog. And, uh, yeah, that's it, right? We'll see you next week on Jordan Jesse Go. Bye. Bye. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design. It's available from Light in the Attic Records.
Hey, did you know that we have a Sound of Young America MaximumFun.org meetup in Los Angeles on Friday night? That's right, Friday the 13th, we'll be getting together in Los Angeles. We'll meet at 8 p.m. at the cafe The Bourgeois Pig on Franklin Avenue. Then at 9.30 p.m., we'll head over to the UCB Theater, which is just a couple of doors away, to watch the match game hosted by podcasting celebrity Jimmy Pardo. If you want to come to the meetup, visit the UCB Theater's website and make a reservation for the Friday night match game show. Then email me that reservation. That way I can make sure to let them know to save seats for you inside the theater so we don't have to wait in line for half an hour before the show starts. Then show up between 8 and 9.30 at the Bourgeois Pig, say hi, chat, have some Moroccan mint tea, and we'll go see a hilarious show. All this information is on the Sound of Young America forums at MaximumFun.org forum.